Today on The Faction, we welcome the founder and general manager of Southern Honor Wrestling. Gary Lamb is our special guest today on The Faction.
This is Courtney and GB. This thing is about to go all the way up. Tell the people who we got. Yeah, so I'm pretty pumped about today's show. You guys have heard for the last two months we've been talking about this great promotion uh, right outside of Atlanta here in Georgia. It's called Southern Honor Wrestling. And uh, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, Courtney and I had the opportunity to attend their one-year anniversary filled with war games and so many other great things. We did a whole show about it, and now we've got the head man, the founder, and the commissioner of Southern Honor Wrestling is hanging out with us today. Welcome to the faction. It's Gary Lamb. Gary, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm excited about the interview. Man, we are super excited to have you with us. Certainly, you've got an amazing product there with Southern Honor Wrestling, and it's only one year old. I'm intrigued to find out, firstly, what made you want to even start a wrestling promotion? Because that's a really big deal to do. It is. So basically, it's a long story. So I grew up, like most people, I was a wrestling fan. I grew up on wrestling. Man, 605 on TBS on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Here, in, here in Atlanta, we had Channel 69 at 6 o'clock. Wrestling started on Saturday nights, and it went to about 1 o'clock in the morning. You had all the different promotions. Memphis, everybody was showed on there. Um, got back into it during the Attitude Era, the NWO Era. And then just kind of got out of it, to be honest with you. Life happened. I started chasing my career. Um, I put on events for a living. That's what I do. And um, my seven-year-old son, my six-year-old son at that time, he's eight now, kind of got into wrestling a little bit. And so we had a local wrestling show here, a local independent show that was meeting across town in an old abandoned elementary school gym. And I had never been to an independent wrestling show in my life and um, had no idea what to expect. And I went to it, and it was probably the worst thing I had ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, It was horrible. Everything about it I hated. Um, It was typical, and I don't mean, I guess I do mean it in a derogatory way. It was just typical independent wrestling. Mm -hmm. And um, guys that I felt like I could beat their ass in the ring. Yeah. um, You know. It was just horrible. And through some different circumstances, they lost their building. And so um, I have a building here in town. The action building is my building. It's an event venue. Um, It's 32,000 square feet, has lights and video and sound. And so I approached these guys and said, man, why don't you guys move to my building? And um, I told them all this stuff we had. We had all this technology. I said, here's what we can do with your show. And I was really envisioning what Southern Honor became for these guys. Wow. And they showed up at our building and literally utilized nothing. Were afraid of the sound system, was afraid of the lights, was afraid of the, the video. And so it turned to the same shit show in our building. Yet my son loved it. And I came home one day and I told my wife, I said, I cannot continue 
to take him to this show. It is that bad. It makes me want to blow my brains out. Wow. <laughs> and uh, she said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to start my own show. She said, yeah. you don't know anything about wrestling. And I said, how hard can it be? It's promoting. That's what I do. I said, I'll find a guy who knows wrestling. And um, I don't know if you've ever done anything in your life that just through different circumstances, everything kind of lined up and the connections you had. So in our building, um, our building is kind of also the home of the rock band Fozzie, which is led by Chris Jericho. So I know Chris really well. Chris is in our building 10 to 12 times a year. So I knew Chris. I'd brought it up to Rich Ward, Chris's partner, and um, who's one of my best friends, said, I think I'm going to start a wrestling promotion. Um, Rich had a background back in the day. His ex-wife was Daphne. I don't remember if you, know if you remember Daphne. I remember Daphne. Um, yeah, and so he was like, you know, he said, well, you need to meet this kid named Dylan. He works for Dallas Page with his yoga. And so um, I met Dylan. Dylan is a the performer for us, Sunny Days, but he's also a does all the video editing for um, DDP Yoga. Now he does all the video editing, most of the video editing you've seen for AEW, actually. So um, he does all the Road 2 episodes, all the um, AEW Dark episodes. And um, I met with Dylan, told him my vision for what I wanted to do, and told him, I said, I want it to be an independent wrestling promotion, but I want it to feel like anything you've ever seen on television. And so... Me and Dylan became partners. We, we together own Southern Honor. Wow. And um, Dylan handles all of that. Dylan handles everything that you see in the ring and back of house. So he books the wrestlers. He lays out the matches. He creates the storylines. And then I do everything you see in front of house. So I promote everything. I run all of our social media sites. I and the customer service guy, I set up the front of the house. I, I'm still that weird guy that wants to set up every chair because I want <laughs> my hands on every seat that somebody's going to sit in. Right. And, um, you know, everything from the concession stand to anything front of the house I do. And it's just been kind of one of those partnerships that has worked. And we call it lightning in a bottle. And through my relationship with Chris and Dylan's relationship with Dallas, that gave us other connections. We kind of got in partnered with AEW and it's kind of become the running joke at, um, at Southern honors. You never know who's going to show up. I mean, in the last year we've had Dallas show up. We've had Jake, the snake show up, Raven show up. Um, David Arquette showed up, uh, Cody right. showed up, Omega showed up, Jericho showed up, big Cass showed up. Um, and what's amazing is when we say they showed up, they literally showed up. They weren't booked. Right. Um, we, we never paid for any of these guys to come in. They came in because they saw what we were doing. They believed in what we were doing, um, you know, and just wanted to be a part of assisting us. Um, I love the saying, it's not who you know, it's who's willing to say they know you. And these oh, guys have been good. willing to come along. They've been willing to come along and say they know us and want to put their stamp on us. So, Gary... The thing, this is Courtney. The thing that really, for me, thrust you guys into the spotlight was Kenny and Chris showing up in your house on your show for your event. Tell me, how did that happen, and when did you know it was going to go down? Um, that we knew it was going to go down about seven days before it went down, um, a hundred percent. But we knew kind of that it was going to happen. We knew there was a possibility that it was going to happen a month before. Um, wow. we really, that is kind of when we got known, I guess, on a national, an independent national scale, 
But before yeah. that, we were still drawing good crowds. We were still 400, 500 people every show. Oh, yeah. Um, our first show was 274 people, and that was the last time we were below, we were below 350 people. Wow. And so the way, that way that came together was, again, I have a relationship with Chris. Um, they knew going into the pay-per-view they were going to do Chris versus Omega. Um, New Japan owned every bit of that footage. So AEW was not allowed to use any footage from their feud in New Japan. So they had no footage of Chris mm-hmm. and Omega. Right. And so they said, at that time, if you'll remember, the Bucks and Cody had done a couple of run-ins on independent shows. They were trying to get the word out and kind of doing a grassroots effort. Right. And um, so they approached Chris about doing something like that. And he said, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm only doing it at the Action Building. That's Fozzie's building. Um, I promoted their last couple of concerts at our building. And again, I've known Chris. They store every bit of our their equipments in our building. Um, I pastor a church on Sunday morning in that building in Rich Ward. Yeah. Chris's partner runs sound for us. Um, so uh, Jericho said he was only going to do it in our building. And he was only going to do it if he could get Kenny to commit. And But Chris has a crazy schedule. So Chris won't commit to anything. He'll tell you, yeah, it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. So the show before I got in there and announced, hey, we're going to do something that's never been done in Georgia. We're going to have a 1,000 people at a show. And I announced it in the ring, didn't tell Dylan, didn't tell our team that we were going to shoot for a 1,000 people. Whoa. And my logic was, <laughs> my logic was if I get to announce Chris Jericho or Kenny Omega, that's a lot. Well, Chris put oh. that shit on lockdown, man. He would not let us announce anything. <laughs> he would not commit to anything. So... We just started pushing it. We were we basically just got Georgia rallied around the fact let's be the first show to have a thousand people. Wow! And um, about two weeks out, no, actually not even about two weeks out. The Monday of the show, Cody decided, "Hey, I'm going to show up. You guys can announce me." And um, that gave it a little bit of buzz, and everybody thought that was the big announcement, and um, that Cody was going to come. And then, of course, I, I don't know if either one of you were at that show, but. It was impressive. I mean, it was the last thing of the night. The lights went out. Everybody, because they knew my relationship with Jericho, everyone in the back of their mind kind of thought Chris was going to show up, okay. if anybody right. was going to show up. But nobody right. had a clue that, that Omega was going to show up. Wow. Um, I mean, no one even remotely guessed that Omega was going to show up. I mean, at that time, I don't think he had wrestled, other than the, um, the all-in pay-per-view, I don't know that he had wrestled in, in the States in, what, the last five years. Wow. Right. So, you know, for the lights to come on, Jericho walk out, people lost their mind. For the lights to go out and all of a sudden to come back on and Kenny's in the ring, people, it, it, it literally, this is not an exaggeration when I tell you this, I was standing there and the room was so loud, my T-shirt was shaking up against me from the noise of how loud everybody wow, was. Wow, wow, wow. And, of course, that went viral, and then suddenly it was funny to read, like, on Reddit and stuff, people talking about our promotion, like, this little promotion no one's ever heard of. And I'm thinking, you know, we're kind of a big promotion, especially for independent <laughs> wrestling. We're not a little show running 50 people. Right. Right. But wrestling's weird because it's weird. In the industry, it's all about Twitter, and we don't focus on Twitter at all because that's not where our fans are. We focus on our fans that are on Facebook. So they were pulling up our Twitter that has, like, 100 followers, and missing out on our Facebook that has almost seven or 8,000 followers, you know? Right. Wow. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you, you pulled it off. I've, I, I've rewatched that video in multiple angles. The lights go dark. 
open up Kenny's in the ring and things in the words of Dusty Rose, they get to clubbing. And clubbing they did in the place went nuts. It popped. It literally popped. Yeah. I'll tell you this. So it was, I remember I told you I wasn't a huge wrestling fan probably the last 10 to 12 years. So I actually fought with our guys. I said, we're messing up letting Chris come out first. I said, because everybody's going to know who Chris is. I said, but the only people that are going to know who Kenny is, and I kept saying it's going to be the Marks. I said, there's going to be a lot of people that don't know who Kenny is, and it's going to feel like a letdown after the pop that Chris gets. Everybody argued with me. Those lights came on. When I tell you Chris got a pop, Omega got double the pop. When those lights came on and Kenny was standing in the ring, I could not believe the pop he got. It, it was it was mind blowing. Wow! As a as a leader, aren't you grateful for the moments when you're wrong and your team gets it right? Yeah, I am. I yeah. am. And, that, and that's and that and that pop is even deceiving because you have to understand our building was built to be a music venue, so okay. it's built right. to suck up sound. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is a knocker, but like their their crowd's not loud. Our crowd is loud. If you put our crowd in a high school gym like every other independent wrestling promotion, you wouldn't be able to hear in that place. But our building is yeah. designed to suck up sound, so yeah. it sometimes doesn't come across as as loud as they actually are being. It, Gary, let's talk about that because you and I both on Sundays do the same thing, and you and I both have a connected heart. Uh, on how important production is. I come from a Broadway background, being a musician for so many years. I spend a lot of time right now on the road, traveling on tour. I'm constantly in these major arenas and venues, and I know the power of lighting. You own the building as a come up and starting wrestling promotion. How much does it make it easier for you with already having access to a venue with lights and incredible sounds? And those are EV line array system uh, speakers that you have. Talk about it. How much does that make it easier? Yeah, it's, it's game changing. And I try to tell that to everyone when they start comparing us to other promotions and they, they kind of start dogging other promotions. I'm real quickly to say, hey, 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 make no mistake about it. Having a building is amazing. You know what I mean? Um, I used to pastor a very large church, a church of about 1,500, 2,000 people that was portable. We met in a movie theater every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And um, I know what it's like to have to show up, pull up with the U-Haul trucks, set mm-hmm. up every Sunday morning, and tear down. And that's what a lot of these wrestling promotions do. If they have a Saturday show, they can't get into the building until Saturday. Man, we start setting up on Sunday afternoon, Monday. We've got, we've got six days to set up and make sure everything's great and everything's the way it should yes. be. And we don't have to purchase all that equipment. We already own it. And you can't put a price on that. Um, And again, it was just another one of those factors that made so much sense. You know, my wife wife calls me the redneck PT Barnum. And she says, it's amazing. I never (laughs) thought all your redneck giftedness would come to fruition in wrestling. That's a perfect fit for you. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Well, it's it's certainly exciting to watch. So, here's the challenge to me. After you have such a landmark moment like Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega leading into their big event uh for Double or Nothing, how did you did you feel any sort of challenge to follow that? It's kind of like, you know, the big Easter Sunday promotion for a lot of places where it's their big Sunday. It's the Sunday after that people are concerned about. So, for you what was June and July like for you after that big event uh, in May? 
Yeah, we actually went just the opposite. We knew that we could not one-up that. Okay. And so we actually turned down a couple of big names that wanted to show up. Wow. Um, and we went right back to the base. We knew that we couldn't even look like we were trying to one-up Jericho wow. and Omega. Wow. So we went back to June and July um, just running a regular show. I mean, okay. we intentionally went back to our storylines, our character development. Um, I think it was August that we had Big Cash show up. He wanted to show up in July, and we wouldn't allow it. Wow. Uh, we just said, no, we, we need to get back in. Because while it's fun to bring in those big names, at the end of the day, they're one-shot ponies. Right. Um, yeah. we, need to build our, we need to build our crew to come every month. You, you need to come every month because... Ashton Stars there, Joe Black's yeah. there, and we knew that going in. We never wanted to be a promotion that built on big names. Yeah, and that's why even when we've known we've had big names, we um, we didn't advertise them. Tommy Dreamer was the first big name that we advertised, and that was only because we had Lindsay Snow. She's engaged to Shannon Moore. We had Shannon Moore coming in. Shannon Moore got an opportunity to work at the Performance Center. Mm-hmm. And um, Shannon's done several of our shows like Lindsay has. Right. And so we had to do something storyline-wise to explain why Shannon wasn't going to be there. So we had Shannon put out a video where he invited Tommy to have Lindsay's back, and it worked. So yeah. we've intentionally never tried to build our promotion. Because I've always had the mindset that whatever you draw with, you got to keep doing to keep them. Yes. And there comes a time, from a business standpoint, we're lucky. We've never had to pay for those names. But if that ever came to be about it, it's just not good business to pay for some of those guys. So we never wanted it to be. We built our promotion on these big names. We just kind of always have done it as a surprise, you know. I love it. Well, you you definitely have had those big names uh, come through there. But when I came, I was impressed with the guys you said. You said Ashton Starr. You're talking about your former champion, uh, Mr. Mack, if you will. And uh, how can we ever forget one William Huckabee? Right. <laughs> so that was a that was my so I knew nothing about wrestling again mm-hmm. other than being a fan. But that was my one thing to deal with. I said I need it to look like wrestlers are in the ring. Yeah. I yeah. need it to look like if these guys get into a fight. I, I'm old school of that, and I don't want to get into the controversy about different guys in AEW size and that stuff. But I'm I I. I I do believe it's an art, but I believe it needs to be a believable art. Yes. And Agreed. I want guys in the ring that look like they can throw down. And yeah. that doesn't mean they all have to be muscle-bound guys. Huckabee's not a muscle-bound guy, but mm-hmm. he looks no, like he can throw all. down if you met him in a bar. He, he, right. He's not a muscle-bound guy now. Don't do not do it, right. Courtney. Don't do it. I'm just, don't. Listen, <laughs> I, 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 the, the people heard my, my oh, revisionist history boy. of Mr. Huckabee. And uh, Mr. Huckabee made his statements on Facebook, and uh, Gary played a good referee between the two of us. I'm trying to keep peace here, Courtney. Don't do this. Uh, my apologies, Gary. Oh, my God. You, yeah. You've got to operate with journalistic integrity. You can't be involved. Exactly. I cannot be involved, so I will yet just say, William, you are a great performer, and I love your work. <laughs> with that being said, he, here is my question. I, I, I want to lean in a little bit for, for our listeners on your Sunday uh, venture because it seems as if even your setup and teardown that you've done with the church prior and Sundays, man, you walk into this wrestling pioneering 
with such a high understanding of the week to week needs of that level of leadership that you may have cut your teeth there, but man, they're winning for you as a wrestler, wrestling promoter. What's some of the biggest lessons you've learned that's helping you to promote so well? Uh, it's, it's all about connection. I believe everything is about connection. And so when you walk into our place, it's weird. Someone told me one time, they said, 50 people left here today feeling connected to you. You might have only given them 30 seconds, but for those 30 seconds, mm-hmm. they thought, man, this guy's giving me a... So I'm still that guy. I walk around, I shake hands, I kiss That's babies. Real. I'm mm-hmm. at the back door after the show shaking hands. Yeah. I remember people's name. I walk around the parking lot when they're tailgating. I don't take for granted they choose to come and spend their money with us. Mm-hmm. And, and especially, i got to be really careful how I word this, because I don't want to be offensive at all. But especially when it comes to wrestling, because you reach, there's a certain demographic of wrestling that maybe in that financial area has not been so blessed. Yeah. And so the fact that people, that money would be that tight for them, um, would come and choose to spend their money with us is not something I take lightly. I, I take for granted that I go on three or four vacations a year. For a lot of those people, that is their vacation. This is. come to our show. Absolutely. And, um, I've been that. I've been homeless. I lost everything when I was 33 years old was living in someone's basement. So I don't take that for granted. I remember what it was like to go get a Little Caesars pizza for $5 and say, man, can I make this last for two days? Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's not, that's not just me telling you a good story. That's facts. Yeah. And so um, I'm very sensitive. I don't take it for granted that they show up at our show and that they deserve the best. And, you know, I've never understood. It's funny. You came to our one-year anniversary show. Yes, we had war games that day. If you took away war games, mm-hmm. there was nothing different from that show than any other show we do. Every wow. show was an anniversary show. We, yeah. we wow. pulled out the stops every show. Yeah. And so um, yeah, I, cause that's my biggest pet peeve in my in the church world is, hey, come on Easter Sunday, and we got all these first-time guests, and we got 5,000 people, mm-hmm. and they come back the next week, and it's nothing like it was the week before. They're like, wait a minute, nothing. they just pull a bait and switch on me? Right. And I yeah. did that for years in, in my church life when I was full-time at that. I, I'm not full-time mm-hmm. at it anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I want to deliver every time. And I also... I look at everything through my son's eyes. I, I do these posts sometimes on Facebook, and it's the hashtag eight-year-old Booker because he mm-hmm. thinks it's real, and he comes to me he's like, Dad, you know what we should do? Yeah. <laughs> Most outrageously <laughs> insane ideas that are impossible to do. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, Dad, you should get Hulk Hogan to come in and slam oh. Logan Creed and set him on fire. I'm like, but he's eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And... <laughs> But I, but you know what? I know that there's another eight year old there that his dad's brought him, and that might be his first experience. Yeah. And um, you know, and I believe it's all about moments. And so, and I think that's we're we're Dylan's responsible for making sure every aspect of our show makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. I ask Dylan every show, what are the three moments? I don't care if every bit of war games made sense because no one's talking about the match. They're talking about the fact that Corey Hollis went through the ring. Right. Right. That's the moment, right. you know, and so I, I, people don't leave remembering every detail. They leave remembering the moments. So I want to know wh- what are our three moments? I, I, my, I make my real living by putting on large barbecue and craft beer festivals, have a huge one this weekend. And wow. that's always my question to my people. It's an eight hour event, but I'm like, what are the moments? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not, you're not going to have eight hours of moments, but they leave here remembering the moments. So they're going to re- look back and think they had a good time. 
So it's it's funny that you say that because uh, Courtney came in with me for the first year anniversary, but I came to the show before that. And um, okay, and coming to the show before that, it was interesting. I found out about Southern Honor thanks to my friends at the DDY or DDPY Performance Center. Uh, shout out to Garrett and and Dylan and all those cats. And so for me. One of my moments, you know, I came because I was like, you know what? I want to see what this is all about. And perhaps the, the first moment that grabbed me was the mixed tag that had David Ali and Danny <laughs> Jordan against Shalandra Royal. And it's unfortunate. I don't remember the, the guy she was teaming with because the moment was David Ali completely knocking the stuffing out of Shalandra Royal. And in that moment, I went, oh, my God, like this is the train wreck that I'm not supposed to see, but I can't <laughs> stop looking at like and I knew right. at that moment. I'm like, I'm hooked on Southern Honor Wrestling. And with everything yeah. you guys did, that's where I was like, I've got to be at the one year anniversary. And I already have my tickets for the November show. Tell me how challenging it is to hook a person who is watching your product for the first time because there's a lot of wrestling out there to walk into a room where you don't know the wrestlers you don't know the storyline and you can hook them by match two how do you do that yeah i think that there's different factors to that so this is going to sound a little bit arrogant and i don't know any other way to put it if you're a wrestling fan especially if you're an independent wrestling fan and you roll up into our building. There's nothing else. Like, let's talk, I'm talking about true independent wrestling. Oh, that's I'm not true. talking about Impact or Ring of Honor mm-hmm. or anybody that had a TV. I'm talking about legit local small town independent wrestling. Right. There's nothing like what we do. I would, right. I would venture to say there's nothing like what we do production-wise, video-wise, the total package in the entire country. I agree. So getting getting the wrestling fans, that's easy because they walk in immediately like, holy shit. But that's never been our goal. Getting wrestling fans is easy. Our goal is always how do we get the non-wrestling fans. Mm. And so we've done different things. Matter of fact, right now in our building is a a big band that just got signed that's catching on pretty good called the Funeral Portrait. They're in our building right now practicing for their tour. And so, like, the Funeral Portrait, these guys kept coming to our shows and about our fourth show, my daughter starts freaking out. She's a teenager. She's like, Dad, that's, that's the funeral portrait. Man, I'm old. I don't know who the funeral portrait is. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and so I begin to do research on them. They love wrestling. So we had them perform during intermission one time. They performed one song, started their second song. The new era came, grabbed their drummer, put him through a table. But Whoa. leading up to that, we got to, av- we got to advertise that the funeral portrait was going to be there. So wow. we drew all these teenagers that aren't wrestling fans, but they were funeral portrait fans. Wow. They, they continually come back. Um, you know, when we had David Arquette, it's funny, my wife could give two rips about wrestling. But David Arquette from Friends was at our show. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was a big deal to her. We have tried to make it where it's an experience, where even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's just the place to be. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, because a lot of times we'll go to stuff just because I'll give you a perfect example. One, of, I think one of you said you live in Georgia. Yeah. I don't care anything about baseball at all. I just don't care about it. Mm-hmm. But I love to go to a Braves game because the battery is an experience. Right. You know, right. they've created this place with bars and live music and all kinds of different stuff going on. I hate baseball. I think it's boring as can be. Yeah. But I love to go to the battery. It's an experience. Yeah. 
I totally agree. And I think you have absolutely created an experience for a wrestling fan, uh, regardless of how long they've been a fan. Because if you, even if you look at the uh, demographic that you have, you've got kids who are there regularly all the way up to, you know, the more senior citizens that are there and everywhere in between. And that is a really special thing that you have managed to do. So during the one-year anniversary, you talked about the fact that, you know, obviously the promotion has grown and you're looking at new things and new opportunities and new ideas. Going into year two, what's the vision for Southern Honor Wrestling and what are some of the things that our listeners, you know, if they come to these shows, can expect to see here in year two? Um, we're definitely going after some bigger, more respected names. And um, when we started out, we had a bunch of young, hungry kids that just wanted to wrestle. And that was awesome. And yeah. I would say of those young, hungry kids, 80% are still with us. Sweet. 20% as we grew, couldn't hang. Couldn't hang. They mm-hmm. were fine when we had 200 people. They were fine when we had 300 people. Yeah. Maybe don't have the talent or the desire as we got to the five and 600 consistently range, mm-hmm. or even because some of them were young, maybe even took what we were doing for granted gotcha. and thought there was better opportunities for them. So, so we definitely got rid of some people. Matter of fact, our, three of the people that were on our one year anniversary show will no longer be with us. And we, wow. we feel like we did a good job writing those storylines out. Mm-hmm. And, okay. um, and we continue. So some of them happened in the ring. Some of them happened through videos that we've released since then mm-hmm. um, on our Facebook page. But we will be replacing those guys with some of the biggest names. I think, for example, we're bringing in a guy this month, Slim Jay, to fight Ashton Starr. Mm-hmm. Slim Jay is probably, if you were to ask anybody who knows independent wrestling, they will tell you that Slim Jay is by far the most underrated performer in the entire Southeast. Wow. He's the one guy that are people are like, we have no clue why he hasn't been signed. Just the stars having a line. It hasn't went his way. Every time he was about to get signed, an injury would kick in. And um, we're in a position we can bring him in. I've been going hard, hard, hard after a gentleman named Gunnar Miller. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Gunnar. Right. Um, Gunnar was the 2017 Georgia Wrestler of the Year. He was on a Dojo Pro on Amazon. Wow. Um, Ultimate Warrior kind of put his stamp on him. He had a huge injury that put him out of wrestling for a year. During that year, he decided, man, I don't want to do wrestling anymore. And I call horse shit on that. I want him back. Because yeah. nobody else can get Gunner to come back. I'm going to get Gunner to come back. He wow. keeps telling me no. He keeps telling me no. Wow. And I don't know if I'm friends with either one of y'all on Facebook, but like me and him go at it all the time. Because I'm just resilient, man. I'm wow. not going to take no for an answer. I love it. He's the best around. He needs to be in the best promotion around. Yeah, wow. and um, so we're just we're just going after bigger names, guys that get the business a little bit. I, I'm an old school guy, so kayfabe is very big to me. Yes, and yep. so guys that want to, I, I don't want guys that wrestle in a match and having a rivalry, and then the minute the match is over, I see them on their Instagram taking a picture together. Right. And I'm, I get that it's a different time. I, I get that it's a different time in wrestling. But that's the benefit of owning my own promotion. It's not a different time in our promotion. We're, we're just, we don't find that acceptable. Exactly. And I think it's one of the things I loved about Huckabee and Joe's thing. I mean, Huck, Huckabee was walking around. and what, I had a promoter message me from West Virginia saying, hey, man, I just want you to know Huckabee showed up at our thing with an eye patch on. And our crowd, who didn't even know who Joe Black was, started chanting, Joe's going to kill you wow. because of what you wow. guys are doing. He, 
he took that angle and took it to West Virginia. I, I mean, keep it. it going, man. Like, yeah. And so, um, it was funny. I won't give their names, but I was I went to lunch this last week with two two of our athletes mm-hmm. that are in a rivalry together in our thing. And a guy wanted to take a picture, and those two guys wouldn't take a picture with him together. They said, wow. "No, we can't, man. That's what I want. Yeah. I, I still, I, I still want it to be real to me. Does that yes. make sense?" Absolutely, because it is to us. Those are the stories we grew up on, loving territories, right. hearing the stories, hearing the stories about when the uh, when the wild Samoans were pulled over by police officers. Somebody else spoke for them because their thing was we don't speak English. And in today's right. 2019 wrestling, what I loved about coming to Southern Honor was I immediately was taken back to when I was taken as a child to wrestling. And I believe, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I dog William Huckabee, but the reason why I started yeah. is because William kicked the rail when a girl in a wheelchair was there. My yeah. God, right. William, yeah. I mean, and I do you have amazing. no clue? I, I, but I don't remember real. which one of you it was on your last, on the podcast where you reviewed our show, you talked about your love for the territories. Yeah. That's me. So, mm-hmm. So I have a love for the territories to the point that I'm almost obsessed with it. I'm a, I'm a big researcher. So I have researched and called people and interviewed people. And you asked the next step for us. I don't know when this would be, but I definitely – and Dallas told us this. He said, you guys need to bring back the territories. You're good enough to bring back the territories. Yep. Yes. And, um, and we feel like we can. I think one of the benefits of me, having been in a portable church setting before, mm-hmm. I know that we can go portable instead of something that – be amazing all the equipment you see in our building we have it in portable form because we had it before we were in this building yeah um with our access to so many large again we have several large bands that keep their equipment in our building so we have access to everything to be able to take our show on the road i'm a visual guy so that's what i bring to the table where i don't know wrestling i know environments i know how to create environments Mm -hmm. so we definitely chattanooga is big on our list we think that we can move up to chattanooga run a show we think we can move down to Macon and run a show. Um, I like that's a weird thing. That was always the plan that my partner Dylan got involved with AEW. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's 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 these, this is still a side hustle for both of us. Okay. And so um, balancing out that that line, but we're to the point where I've got to take it on the road. And everyone tells me I shouldn't, but I've got to I've got to be able to know for myself: Do I have what it takes to take it on the road? And the arrogance in me thinks I can. Well, I think the success also says you can as well. And uh, it has been uh, an amazing journey to even watch. And certainly I'm late on to the journey, but I'm definitely in. Uh, I love what's happening uh, with you guys at Southern Honor. Let people know how they can follow you guys on social media and how they can get tickets to the next show as well. Yeah, they can go to southernhonorwrestling.com and – they can buy tickets there, or they can go to our biggest competitor's website, which is georgiapremierwrestling.com, because I own that URL, too. And that oh, will nice. take you to buy uh, tickets to Southern Honor Wrestling. And so <laughs> they can do that? that? <laughs> and so uh, after you're not going to own your URL, you shouldn't be in business, right? right. <laughs> I, was, I was bored one day, and go, I was sitting on GoDaddy. I was like, I wonder if this website's available. And it was, so I wow. bought it. That created a huge shitstorm here in Georgia Wrestling, but I'm sure. I don't really care. <laughs> and uh, so um, <laughs> on um, Instagram and Facebook, it's Southern Honor Wrestling. Facebook is definitely where most of the action is. Awesome. On uh, Twitter, it's S Honor Wrestling. 
And uh, but you know, I, I'll I'll be the first to admit we don't do much on Twitter because again, we cater everything to our fans. We're not worried about it, the industry people. Yeah. So I'm not worried about impressing other promotions. I'm worried about impressing our fans. So yeah. really, the best place to follow us is our Facebook page because awesome. that's where we're uploading literally daily. I'm fixing to upload a video from Huckabee today. Wow. And um. I'm talking about his fight with Joe. We had a fight from Joe yesterday. On Monday, I released a video of AC Mack knocking out Lee Johnson for losing I, the match, I you know, in that. war games and throwing yeah. him out of the new era. Then AC Mack walking out on the new era. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're always expanding stuff and creating those storylines online to make sense. Yeah. And so Facebook's definitely the best place, but Southern Honor Rest, or they can get tickets at the door. I mean, we always have tickets at the door, but um, if you want, you know, first couple of rows or stage seating, you definitely got to go online. We also have, you guys didn't see this because we had war games going on and we weren't able to do it, mm-hmm. but a normal show we have tables, so people can actually buy tables that have four seats to them, wow. and they can sit around a table and enjoy more of a bar atmosphere. And well, um, those are really Gary, good. I don't want to sit at a table unless I'm going to go through it. <laughs> awesome, well. <laughs> Wait a minute. What yeah, one of you guys are in Texas, right? Yeah, That's he's me. in Texas. I'm here in Georgia. I don't know that I want to go through a table, but I'll be at the next show for sure. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been through a table, but I've been beat up pretty good. And uh, I think they beat me up twice now. So uh, yeah. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I totally Way too old for that. Totally understand. Well, what a pleasure it's been to have you here hanging out on the faction. You are welcome to come back anytime, and uh, we definitely. Hey, man, appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank Thank you for the review. Your podcast review of our show was probably my favorite show I've ever listened to, simply from the standpoint of you guys didn't have a dog in the fight. Mm -hmm. You didn't talk to me beforehand about what our promotion was about. Mm -hmm. So you went in there with an unbiased review, and to hear you talk about so many things that we've talked about we want to accomplish in our meetings, let us know that we were dead on target. That was a, I made our entire team listen to the podcast just to show them, hey, guys, we're on target. Let's keep doing what we do. Wow. wow. That is That's exciting. Ma- Thank That's you. exciting. Thank you. We love that. That's so major. Certainly we're looking forward to talking more about it and getting a lot of our listeners to the shows and more aware of what's happening with Southern Honor Wrestling. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be back with more of The Faction right after this.
Hey guys, this is Gary Lamb, owner and general manager of Southern Honor Wrestling, and you're listening to the newest and hottest podcast out on wrestling, The Faction. We are The Faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back. Listen, GB. Yeah. Gary friggin' Lamb. Yeah. yeah you, that was dope. That was a lot of fun, and thankfully you managed to somehow control yourself with William Huckabee. Um, you know, he he mentioned my journalistic integrity, and I was mm-hmm. ready for old Huckster mm-hmm. to bring it, but I, I dialed back and Thank I you. said, allow me to operate simply as a podcaster. Thank you. We appreciate that. And listen, I hope you guys uh, will plan to make a trip here to Atlanta. Now, one thing that, yeah. I, that, that they didn't tell you, but I do want to make sure that you know, is that Southern Honor runs their shows every first Friday. Okay, so every first Friday of the month. So obviously the next one's coming up November the 1st, which is next Friday. Um, but then the first Friday in December, January, etc. So I would just suggest make plans to come to Atlanta, um, come to their show on that Friday night. I think you'll absolutely love it. And who knows, as you heard, we may be doing a live podcast there. And can you imagine faction friends? As a matter of fact, how about we do this? If we can get a contingent of faction followers to come to a Southern Honor show, we'll have you stop by as we do a live podcast at Southern Honor. What do you think about that, Corey? Now, that'd be great. That'd you be get to see me face to face, all you followers out there, and say what you really feel, which is, I love you, Courtney. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So stay tuned. And guys, thank you so much for your support of all of our content here with the faction. Some really super cool stuff. Uh, Courtney, tell them how you can re- how they can reach out to you via social, via social media. At C Major Beard on Instagram, at C Major Beard on Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. I want to chat with you. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfide. Stay tuned. Of course, we have a lot of cool things on the way. More great interviews coming, more great content. Thanks for your support of all of the things that we are doing. And until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are the faction. Solid, my